This edition of Hometown Innovations podcast is sponsored by the AIM Medical Trust. We know it's tempting to look at health insurance one year at a time, but it's time for a longer term view. The AIM Medical Trust provides cities and towns across Indiana with a fiscally responsible approach to health care. We pool the insurance of 4,000 employees and counting to give our members long-term stability on their rates. The AIM Medical Trust's renewals since 2010 are significantly less than the industry trend. The annual renewals have been below medical trend for the past eight out of 10 years. In other words, joining the trust can mean big savings for your municipality. Contact Jared Limbach at 317-910-2995 for more information or to request a quote for your city or town. This is Matt Greller, CEO of AIM. Welcome to the Hometown Innovations Podcast. Join us as we share ways our municipalities are positioning themselves for the future, thought-provoking interviews with state and local leaders, and more. Thanks for listening as we tell the municipal story. Welcome to this episode of AIM's Hometown Innovations Podcast. This is Chelsea Schneider, AIM Innovations Content Manager, and today I am with Sullivan Mayor Clint Lamb. We are actually at Mayor's Institute, mm-hmm. which is a really cool gathering of mayors where you all come together and exchange ideas. Um, thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, I love Mayor's Institute. It's kind of like a continued education. Uh, I remember how excited I was when I was first elected to get to go to the Mayor's School, uh, which was a couple days, so this is kind of a continued uh uh, uh, time for all of us mayors to get together so it's we, we have a great time great and Sullivan has seen a lot of progress um, especially you know in its downtown area tell me a little bit about the projects you have going on in the, in the community sure yeah we do um, and I appreciate you saying that we have a lot of amazing initiatives uh, different creative and innovative projects that we're working on there in the city of Sullivan um, and I'm really proud of the people that have come together and, and put all this thing to make it work. You know, I've said many times before, we had kind of a bleak outlook when we took office. Uh, we had a lot of statistics that weren't so great when you compare it for the rest of the state. So to be able to come overcome a lot of those um, obstacles that we had and uh, just a defeated mindset uh, and be able to turn these things around has been great. So, yeah, we have a lot of different ones. One of the issues that you all have really tackled is housing, Mm -hmm. and that's a big issue across Indiana. Tell me a little bit about your housing, um, you know, projects you guys have going on and how those kind of interlate with the state. Sure. When When you talk about housing and you talk to realtors, what's the old saying in housing? Location, location, location. Um, so you have to create a location. Um, instead of taking, you know, putting a certain area that's already nice or whatever and saying, well, the, the quality of housing is going to be better there because it's in that area. Unfortunately, rural Indiana has all suffered under the, the you see that with the blight elimination program in 2008. Um, Indiana was the hardest hit in mortgage foreclosures. And Sullivan, the city of Sullivan was no exception to that. So basically, we don't care what part of the city we're trying to transform. We're trying to, there's no one location better than the other. We're trying to make the entire city a very clean, vibrant location uh, for all housing. Uh, one way we started tackling that when we first got into office, we knew 
that we had to address the city's assessed value. Under the Great Recession, we had lost $26 million in assessed value, and basically the only way we were going to be able to do anything in our city is to bring the assessed value up, which also, you hope, raises the spirits of a community as well. So we basically had to do that parcel by parcel. Uh, we started with the Central Elementary School, which was the big white elephant in the room in the middle of downtown, uh, 4.3 acres that we were able to demolish and clean up. And then we kind of expanded out into neighborhoods. And we started um, the They Gotta Go program. Essentially, the building commissioner said, what can we do in these neighborhoods? What can we do? And I said, well, they, they gotta go. And so we kind of tag phrased the They Gotta Go initiative where we started going in and demolishing a lot of these older homes um, and like I said, it's not just a solve an issue. As you heard Dr. Hicks speak today, and a lot of different mayors face that housing, housing, housing is, is huge. Because your housing and your neighborhoods defines who you are. It really does. I mean, you can have a, a civic center, you can have a gateway, an archway, um, you, can, you can have all these different uh, landmarks that identify your city, but your real city is truly identified by uh, where your people live. Definitely, and you guys are currently growing downtown housing, mm-hmm. correct? You have a project going on. Yeah, absolutely. What we're finding out, we hear a lot of talk about millennials, attracting millennials. Uh, what I'm seeing in my community is a lot of empty nesters. A lot of baby boomers and folks that live uh, outside the city limits, maybe have 10 or 15 acres that are in their 70s or 80s and just don't want to take care of all that land anymore. So we have uh, affordable senior housing uh, coming to our downtown area. Uh, Flaherty and Collins, developers here in Indianapolis, were uh, graciously awarded from the IHCDA historic tax credits uh, several years ago. And what you're seeing in downtown Sullivan is a true transformation. Um, of a community just like a lot of downtowns uh, across America just kind of faded away with the malls over the years. Society changed, um, shopping changed, and now we're seeing the shopping and retail change again uh, with the internet and uh, online shopping and things like that. So you're never going to re-bring back 1950, 1960 Sullivan, but what you can do is replenish the activity. So if you can't get folks to come to your downtown area, Why don't you just bring them there all the time where they actually live there? And every time they walk out their front or back door, what do they usually have with them? Their purse, their wallet, their pocketbook with them. So that is so, you know, what a lot of folks don't realize, even in Sullivan, Indiana, you can walk to eight places of worship, two grocery stores, two pharmacies, an eye doctor, get your taxes done, get your hair done. You can eat and dine at four different places. Um, You can bank at three different banks. So why not capitalize on what we already have and let's bring folks back downtown to live in, quite frankly, in areas that you couldn't do anything with those buildings. I mean, at one time, those were buildings, especially on the south side of our square, you couldn't give those away. Nobody would want the liability. Nobody would want to pay taxes on them. And now you're seeing those transformed into an $8 million private development. And uh, it's everything. It's 21st century economic development, and it is just as vital as landing a factory. And what I always thought was really neat about the Sullivan story, there was, you know, kind of a turning point, right, where as a city official, you decided, I'm going to focus on quality of life. I'm going to focus on, you know, bringing people to Sullivan, retaining, attracting new residents to Sullivan. Why should, you know, mayors have that focus across the Deanna? Well, 
especially in the city of Sullivan, the way I looked at it when we first came in and we put together a transition team to truly take a a harsh, real evaluation of the state of the city and exactly where we were. And I looked 20 minutes to the north of me in Terre Haute and Vigo County, and I see an industrial park on the south side of Terre Haute, which is just as close to me as it is getting to downtown Terre Haute. That's 30% full. I've seen, and nothing against our friends in Vigo County, I see them spending a lot of money trying to attract industry, trying to, they have a full-time director, they're trying to do all these things, and my hat's off to them, but it's 30% full. So my thing is, let them focus on things like that, and we need to give them a quality place to live, because we know every morning, 1,850 residents from Sullivan County commute to Vigo County. That's fine. I did it for 10 years myself. I worked in Terre Haute. But, at the, but my kids go to Sullivan School, which each child, it benefits the school corporation with the dollars going there. Whenever my heat, heating goes out, I contact the local heating and furnace guy. I shop at Basler's Grocery Store, Save-A-Lot Grocery Store. Um, I contact local plumbers when I have issues. I spend my dollars in the community. I pay my local income tax in my community. I pay my property tax in my community. So I I think you're starting to see now, instead of trying to chase the big one, let's try to create 50 little ones. That's great. And when you talk about building amenities for community members, Solvent's also doing a lot in terms of connectivity of, you know, greenways and also sidewalks. Tell me a little bit about those efforts. Yeah, we really started on sidewalk because we knew that uh, unfortunately, Sullivan County was ranked 91st out of 92 counties in health. And we were literally physically in a healthy community. Our assist value had dropped. We wanted to do neighborhood revitalization. Sidewalks are a huge part of that neighborhood vitalization, whether it's curb appeal. But also, it's the physical health of this community, getting them out to work or out to walk and out to move around and discover and fall in love with their community once again because you, you see a lot more things on foot excuse me, than you do driving down the road. And, and, and I know the fitness centers don't want to hear this, but a very small percentage of folks actually have a membership to a gym. Right, no. I but what they do, they go out, they, they have a better chance of walking two blocks a day to the grocery store and back and stopping here and stopping there. They have to feel safe. It has to be intriguing, and that's one way to do that. And we've actually partnered with residents and done almost 140 residential sidewalks throughout our community, which kind of led to our downtown greenway system. Uh, started with the stormwater project. The stormwater project right there at Central Plaza, north of our downtown, where we had to rip a sidewalk out to do stormwater work. And instead of putting in a, just a boring old plain sidewalk again, we have a uh, paving, uh, or Brampton Brick right there in Solomon County. So we purchased pavers from Brampton Brick, and we were able to replace that, and it was the start of the Solly the Sullivan Greenway system. And then partnering with the Office of Community and Rural Affairs, we were able to get a half a million dollar downtown revitalization plan, which we wanted housing downtown, we wanted walkability downtown, we had a stormwater problem downtown, and then Okra came in, who not only partnered with us on the stormwater problem, but also our downtown. So once again, we ripped out the old sidewalks, we matched the the trail system, so to speak, um, and we started around and the square, the east side and the south side of the square, right in front of the $8 million private investment from Flaherty and Collins. So it's all connecting. Um, And fortunately, our friends at NDOT approved this year another $700,000 in money coming to the city of Sullivan to expand that greenway system to our Sullivan County Public Library. 
and then back to the downtown. So now Central Plaza is connected to downtown, and now our library will be connected to the downtown. Um, actually, next month we're going in for another application, trying to secure more funding to continue that greenway system out to our Sullivan County Park and Lake. Sullivan County Park and Lake was created in 1968. It was the very first county park and lake here in the state of Indiana. It has 600 campsites. It brings millions of dollars to our local economy, and it brings thousands of seasonal, what I call, residents, because a lot of them come in April. They still stay till October. It's a city next to my city. It's a little golf cart city, literally, physically, next contiguous to my city. So we want to bring them out of that city and bring them downtown Sullivan. Because as the slogan says, downtown Sullivan, it feels good to be here. Definitely. And you're also focusing on connectivity in another unique way, bringing together your civic organizations mm -hmm. so they can collaborate a little bit more. Tell me a little bit about that project. Every community in the entire United States has an issue with civic engagement. Back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, into the 70s, that's what folks did. They belonged to the Elks Lodge. They belonged to the Moose Lodge, the Lions Club. They belonged to the Delta Theta Tau, the, the Psyotes, the sororities, different things like that. I think what you've seen is with travel soccer, travel baseball, society has changed. Their interests aren't in civic groups like they used to be. It's more about your, your kids and being able to do things like that. And the live, work, play it's just hard to uh, juggle all of those things. So without volunteers, without civic organizations, any mayor that tells you that he can do this job by himself is not being truthful with you. Any elected official that says they can solely do it by themselves is not being truthful. I realized right from day one how important that civic engagement was, how important my Sullivan Rotary Club was, the Sullivan County Salvation Army, all of those great organizations that partner together that make Sullivan go. But you know what I noticed? Not a single one of them at that time had their own lodge. That's interesting. Had their own office space. If you had a house fire and you went to the Sullivan County Salvation Army, you didn't go anywhere. You went to the director's home and her garage, she could assist you. And they do a great job. Our Salvation Army is actually recognized statewide as one of the best organizations. And I thought... How can we bring all of these folks together? Because I think any mayor would agree. When you speak to the Rotary, and then you speak to the Chamber, and then you speak to this group next, you're seeing a lot of the same faces. So why in the world what, what I call these denominational differences between the civic organizations, let's put them together under one roof. That way, if the Rotary Club's meeting for their Tuesday lunch in one corner, and the heart of Sullivan, the downtown Main Street organization, has a few folks working at the other end of the room. And they can work together and collaborate. And let's say the Rotary Club, there's a missing link in the Corn Festival entertainment schedule. And maybe somebody from the heart of Sullivan can come over and help. It just, to see those ideas come together, I think we're going to see the civic organizations flourish. They see that there's a city behind them, supporting them. And our hope is that the local beta club... And maybe the JAG students at the Sullivan High School can also collaborate under this same roof, which will be a center of civic engagement. We hear a lot about culinary. We hear about business incubators. But I've yet to hear an incubator of civic organizations so where we can literally start planting the seed of being uh, active in your community at an early age. 
That's great. Well, thank you so much, Mayor. I really appreciate your time sharing all that you have going on with Sullivan. Yeah, I think if you ask any mayor, talking about their city is just like talking about their kids. <laughs> uh, you know, that's your favorite thing to talk about. Uh, the excitement and the enthusiasm uh, from the people of Sullivan has been amazing this last seven years. And uh, stay tuned because it's a great story to tell and there's still a lot more to come. Great. Well, thank you so much, Mayor Lamb. Thank you. This podcast has been sponsored by the AIM Medical Trust.